Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Coaching and developing others. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Today, we are diving into one of the 25 competencies within the Complete Leader book. So it's a great companion to the podcast, but the podcast definitely stands alone. We're talking about coaching and developing others. If you have a team, a group of people around you that you are working with to get better, to be more accountable, this is the episode for you. And we turn to Whit Mitchell. Whit Mitchell drives business leaders and executive teams to produce tangible, measurable results. A strategic partner to organizations, Whit draws on his expertise as an executive coach, facilitator, and team builder to help businesses zero in on the key issues creating or blocking their success. Whit, great to have you on the Complete Leader Podcast today. Uh Good morning, Dale. Wonderful to be here. Always enjoy speaking with you. Mm. So uh, a little bit about Wit and uh, what is really cool about his background. Uh, it's really based in this idea of coaching. And Wit's book is Working in Sync, and it's all based on rowing, as in rowing boats. And that's about as much as uh, about as much of my rowing as I can explain. But take us to the time where you were coaching a group and how that turned into a book for you. 1982-83, Dale. I live in Hanover, New Hampshire, where Dartmouth College, a small Ivy League college, is located. And I had the great fortune of working with Peter Gardner, the head coach at Dartmouth. And uh, I had been the head coach at the University of New Hampshire and an assistant coach at uh, U.S. Coast Guard Academy. So I was sort of working my way backwards. I'd gone from head coach, and by the time I got to Hanover, Pete asked me to be his freshman coach. So I got a young group of about 18 athletes out on the river. Two of them had rowed before. It's a wonderful sport because you actually can teach it pretty quickly. Unlike the skills of basketball or tennis, rowing can be picked up pretty quickly and you can get a boat moving well over time. Uh, so I had these athletes for nine months and we took them from, as I said, two out of the 18 had rowed before. And by the spring, uh, our goal was to beat Yale. Yale was a powerhouse in rowing. And sure enough, we went down to New Haven that day in March. It was rainy, drizzly, cold. Uh, we sent the lads off, and up the river they rode. And as they came back down in the race, to my great pleasure and probably one of the more memorable events, uh, we were ahead of Yale. And the Yale Boathouse was quiet as we pulled into the dock and received our shirts as the winners. It was quite an accomplishment, and I will never forget the feeling we all had that day. And then leading into the, the book, book, oh yeah, I was going to say, go, uh, go ahead go and ahead. tell the, the story. Book, the book, so the athletes came back 25 years later, which they do at Dartmouth. They love to get the uh, alumni back. And we sat around a, a local pub and talked about all the lessons that they had learned. Think about this. They're an Ivy League educated group of athletes, and they now are quite established as surgeons and CFOs and venture capitalists throughout this country. And they all talked about how much they had learned on the water and the sport of rowing, along with their education. But they had some great stories and memories of uh, the time here and then how they'd use those lessons learned in their business. And many quite successful at this point. So wonderful uh, end cap to a great career with these guys. Definitely encourage listeners to pick up the book, Working in Sync by Whit Mitchell. All right, let's dive into our topic today, coaching and developing others. Start us out. 
set the stage. Tell a story about where this concept really impacted you. You saw it play out. And it's about your son in lacrosse. Yeah, we all like to talk about what worked and how it worked and these terrific success stories. You know, as I thought about this show today, Dale, the one that impacted me almost more than any other story is when it didn't work out. My son, who is a pretty good athlete, he's not great, but pretty good, uh, went out for lacrosse in his ninth grade high school year. He said, Dad, I want to try something different. So he went out for the lacrosse team. Again, not, not great, but he was on the team, and I went down to one of the first games that he had in southern New Hampshire. And I noticed that as he would move, he was in the defense, and if he would move one way, the coach would yell at him and move another way. The coach, the coach seemed to be after him all day long, yelling from the sidelines. Well, they lost the game actually pretty badly. It was a good team they played. And he got in the car and he burst into tears, which was unusual for my son. And we talked on the way back and he said, Dad, I didn't know whether to go forward, backward, left, right. He said, I got frozen. I just couldn't figure out which way the coach wanted me to go. So I just stopped moving for a while. I just didn't know what to do. As we look at businesses and you look at yourself as a boss or an employee, do you get frozen not knowing what to do because of the critique you're receiving from the higher-ups? My son was absolutely frozen. He actually quit lacrosse, went out for tennis, and was the captain for the last two years of his tennis career because the coach was encouraging, and he was looking for what my son was doing well and making him do that better rather than looking for what he wasn't doing well and criticizing him. Think about the analogies to work, which is all my book is about, is what did I learn in the sport of rowing that I've applied to leadership? Same concepts. So this kind of coaching from a leader is called directive coaching. They direct you here, they direct you there. And your first couple months on the job, you need that, but not once you get going. You need more coaching and development, Dale. So your lacrosse coach, directive, tennis coach was developmental. And then you've got another story about the UNH crew. Yeah, that story is just how I got started, and it was just a one, wonderful event in my life that, again, is one of the top events that has directed me into the world that I'm in. I was a freshman at the University of New Hampshire, and I'd taken three years off between high school and college to, quote, go find myself in the late 60s. And I decided to go back to college, and the first night I was there, I saw that there was a UNH crew club meeting for the rowing club. So I attended because I'd rowed crew in high school for four years at a small little school in Connecticut. And I loved the sport, so I showed up and sat in the back and was quite excited when I left that evening. And I went up to the fellow and I said, hey, I'd really like to help out. I've rowed for four years in high school. I helped a little bit at uh, Dartmouth. Could you use me? He said, sure, show on up tomorrow. So the next day I came down to the boathouse. There were 70 or 80 athletes wandering around. And I said, remember me? I'd like to help out. I don't want to row. I've rowed enough. And he said, oh, yeah, we, we got together after you left last night, and uh, we've given you a job. I said, great, what is it? You're the head coach. There was silence. I said, the head <laughs> coach? No, 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 I wanted to help. He said, great, 70 people standing here want to row, and you don't, so you're the head coach. And that was in 1975, the fall of 75, and I've been coaching ever since. So, you know, I kind of argued with him for 10 minutes, and finally I realized, well, I guess I better do something. So that was the beginning of my career in coaching, and I coached athletes for seven or eight years and have been coaching executives for probably 35 years. So that's the beginning of the story, and they were quite encouraging, and we sort of found our way together along the way. We had two women go to the 
1976 Olympic Games. I did not have a lot to do with that, but they started on that crew, and then they had some really good coaches help them out. Hmm. So it's a strong memory for me, Dale. So let's dive into the principle then of coaching and developing others. Uh, Based on the complete leader, a coach is someone who helps the person being coached get where she or he wants to go to get the results he or she wants in a timely manner. Expound on that. Let's let's dive into that principle and uh, tell us how you use that as you're working with executives, working with people, and and build on that for us, Whit. Wonderful. Again, a coach is a new term, or it's maybe not new anymore, but a lot of people say, oh, you're a consultant. And I said, no, I'm not a consultant. Consultants, different terminology. I'm really a coach in business. And again, it was derived from just as you've explained here, getting people to where they want to go. So in a sport, they're really trying to improve certain skills, get better 10 to 15%. It's wonderful yesterday, Dale, I watched the uh, Rafa Nadal match uh, against Dmitriov. And that game was one, it was five sets. It came down to the final set, four all. And it was just a game of inches that Rafa won this match. And I think to myself, he was just a couple percent better than the other guy. And if we think of that in coaching of business people, how can I as a coach help you or how can a leader as a coach help their direct reports get five to 10 percent better at what they're already good at because they're good at it for a reason. They love doing it. Part of my coaching used to be let's find out what you're not good in and make you much better at that. Well, what does that do? As Ron Price, the author of The Complete Leader, would say, I got really good at time management. It was putting the ladder against the wrong wall. It wasn't really what I loved doing, but I got really good at something I didn't love doing. I'd rather have people look as a leader at what your people are doing well and figure out how can I help them get 5 to 10% better at what they're already good at, and they're good at it because they love it. And let's neutralize the weaknesses. So that's the way I look at coaching. And let me end this little section with a quote from Tom Landry. I was a Dallas football fan for years because I used to go to the Yale football games and and, uh, Calvin Hill was a player at Yale and then he went on to Dallas. So it was fun for me. But here's his quote, Tom Landry. A coach is someone who tells you what you don't want to hear, who has you see what you don't want to see so you can be who you've always known you could be. I love it. Hmm. Bringing out the best in people is what it's all about. It is, and people enjoy that. And then they will will see you as somebody, uh, as a leader, coach, somebody that, that uh, they can trust. If you think, if the listeners out there, I want you to think right now, uh, and don't close your eyes if you're driving, but I want you to think right now of a person who's had a very significant impact in your life right now. It could be a friend, a family member, a pastor of a church, a mentor, a parent, a cousin, somebody that's had a significant impact in learning. They are all coaches, and they're all trying to help you raise your game. So whatever they did to help you was really some of the developmental attributes of a good, good coach. So think of that way. Hmm. So for the listeners who are thinking, okay, I want to improve my game, coach us wit on some things we can do when we walk into the office, when we walk into wherever it is that we're working or even our, our homes and we want to coach, coach our kids up, give us three things we can do to improve our coaching ability. 
think of these three. First of all, I talked about focusing on the positive. Encourage initiative and improvement. When you're working with your kids, when you're working with direct reports or peers, or even coaching up to a boss that's sort of burned out, you can do that. Encourage initiative, encourage improvement. Initiative meaning when one of your direct reports leaves your office, what have you agreed upon? What initiative have you given that person? What encouragement, what improvement? People that are coming up the ranks, they want to develop. So give them opportunities, stretch them, challenge them to develop, and that will then they'll take their own initiative and you'll see them really re-engage. So that's one. Number two, promote learning. So the website, thecompleteleader.org or priceassociates.com, they have more podcast content, book referrals. So promote learning in your environment and figure out how people like to learn. Not everybody likes to read. Some people like to listen. And thirdly, as I've said before, praise improvement. Let me give you a, a quick statistic deal that I found fascinating that Ron Price shared with us. There's a group in Seattle that studies couples and how well they do together. And they can predict up to 93% if this couple is going to stay together just by listening to how they speak with each other over a, a period of 30 to 45 minutes. What they noticed were the couples that were doing so well, there was a five to one ratio of praise to critique. Five good things to your spouse for every one critique. How many of you out there do that every day? And what they've noticed in business, it's three to one. So three attaboys or girls and specific comments that have to be very sincere and real to everyone critique. And those are the people that perform at a high level. And those are the couples that stay together. So praise improvement when you see it. I have people right now that I'm working on just say one good thing a week to somebody and they have struggles with it, but they can say 47 things that aren't so good. So mm. think about praising more often. Great list of tips for us to go and put into action. Whit Mitchell, the book is Working in Sync. Thanks so much for your time today on the Complete Leader podcast. The Complete Leader, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org. 